I'm Kel Woodbridge, and in this episode I'm looking at seven impossible ways to cheat death when you're a Time Lord. Now, as we saw back at the start of the series, the Doctor is dead, shot by an impossible astronaut twice, the first time triggering the start of his regeneration, the second time killing him outright before he could renew his body. According to Ulver Canton, That most certainly is the Doctor. He is most certainly dead. And together, Amy, Rory and River burn his body on Lake Silencio. But we all know that Doctor Who will continue, so he's got to get out of it somehow, right? Unless that is the Christmas special and the next series of Doctor Who are going to be flashbacks to the life of Doctor's 200 years of running from his death, which is rather unlikely. So... Stephen Moffat, the showrunner and writer, must have a trick or free up his sleeve. So let's run through the likely, and not so likely, survival options for the 11th Doctor. Doctor, what is going on? Is this because of you? Is this some time lordy thing because you've shown up again? Listen to me, trust nothing. From now on, trust nothing you see, hear or feel. But we're awake now. Yeah, you thought you were awake on the TARDIS too. But we're home. Yeah, you're home, you're also dreaming. Trouble is, worry, Amy, which is which? One. He woke up and it was all a dream. Paul McGann steps out of the TARDIS shower and Grace Holloway tells him it was all a dream, a horrible dream. Well, it could happen, and there are certain fans who would perhaps very much like it to happen, but this probably uh, ranks pretty low down on the list of uh, likely options. Now, Stephen Moffat sure likes to pull the rug out from beneath our feet, and this would certainly do that. Uh, and the show has had past form with playing with dreams and realities. See Amy's Choice, for example, plus Madame Coverian looking in on Amy through the hatch and deciding she's dreaming. Uh, and in the Doctor Who magazine comic strip, The Glorious Dead, uh, it did almost exactly this. Halfway through the story, completely unexpectedly, the H Doctor was woken from his adventure to find himself in bed with Grace. And only in the following issues was it revealed to be an illusion by the Master. The problem is, though, is that It Was All a Dream is pretty cheesy and hackneyed, uh, no matter what spin you put on it. We've got more faith in the moth than this, right? Right? And while it would be funny for the persistent fan wish-stroke rumour that Paul McGann is returning to one day be true, we can't see it happening any time soon. Well, my death arrives, I suppose. But this one we're not invited to. Fun? Nothing. Uh, your molecular memory can survive this, you know. It may not be the end. Yeah, well, if I turn up to lick all your biscuits, then you'll know you're right, won't you? <laughs> Option two is the Doctor's Ganger, i.e. his clone. The almost people hints that the Ganger Doctor could somehow survive being dissolved by the sonic screwdriver and a bath of acid. Could it be setting up a return for the Doctor's double? 
It has to be asked, by the way, why didn't the non-ganger Doctor and Rory hold the door and zap Jennifer with the Sonic? No messy self-sacrifice required. If they hadn't stood around chatting so long, they'd have had plenty of time to do that and get back to the TARDIS. But anyway, in The Impossible Astronaut, though, the dead Doctor's specifically said not to be a clone, so it would be a pretty big cheat if it turned out that he was, in fact, a clone. Besides, would the Doctor really kill off a clone of himself to save his own skin? That seems rather out of character and out of keeping with the gangers are people too message. Or, if the original Doctor sacrificed himself and the ganger Doctor took over as the hero of the show, again, not very likely, think of the howls of outcry from enraged fans. So, clone, probably not. Three, on a similar note, it's the Tesselector, or the Android Double. Now, I don't know whether it was a deliberate ploy of Stephen Moffat's to introduce all these uh, possible duplicates of the Doctor and uh, so on, <clears throat> but it's quite fun just spotting these connections. The Tesselector, it's able to disguise itself as different people, faking their life signs. And at the end of Let's Kill Hitler, uh, we had the Tesselector apparently abandoned. Now, could someone use the Tesselector to fake the Doctor's death, impersonating the Doctor? Well, maybe. The Tesselector wasn't entirely convincing in its impersonations and was a bit metallic and burning the body would probably have given the game away. And Android Double is at least as hokey as Clone Double. Number four, Regeneration Juice, or other Technobabble. This would be something along the lines of, the petrol that they used to light the fire wasn't really petrol, but Regeneration Juice that revived the Doctor. Or, the Phoenix Force possessed the Doctor just before his death, and its energies were triggered by the burning of the body. Uh, see X-Men. Or some other technobabble, I'll explain later, non-explanation, hidden behind lots of running around and loud Murray Gold music. What's the likelihood of this? Okay, well, with Regeneration Juice we're just scratching our heads in desperation for explanations of how Stephen Moffat could possibly resolve it. But it's pretty likely that, hopefully, he's got something interesting and clever to do with it. Uh, there's a good chance that, no matter how good Stephen Moffat's explanation is, a sizable faction of fans will accuse the resolution of just being technobabble, even if it does make sense. We'll see. But the Doctor is confirmed deceased. We have his record. But he doesn't die here. He dies in Utah by Lake Silencio, April 22nd, 2011. Time can be rewritten. Remember Kennedy? This time can't. It's a confirmed, fixed point. The Doctor must always die exactly then. He always has. He always will. And someone screwed up because he's dying right now. Five. Time can be rewritten. So perhaps the Doctor finds some way of altering the course of events so that... The events of the impossible astronaut didn't actually happen. The problem with this is that the crew of the Tesselector claimed that the Doctor's death is a fixed point in time, which, which would suggest that the Doctor's death has to take place. 
dramatically too. Simply rewriting what we saw so it didn't happen at all would be rather unsatisfying. Much more interesting would be if we didn't see what we thought we saw, or if we only saw part of what was going on. No doubt the Doctor has been up to some serious Dumbledoring, as James Phillips put it in his review, but it was pretty clearly established uh, that the Doctor rewriting his own timeline is a very bad idea. But this brings us to the next point, which makes it perhaps actually uh, quite likely that some kind of timey-wimey rewriting shenanigans are going on. So, the Doctor, in the future, knowing he's going to die, recruits his younger self and all of us to... to what, exactly? Avenge him? Avenging is not his style. Say then. That's not really his style either. We have to tell him. We've told him all we can. We can't even tell him we've seen his future self. He's interacted with his own past. He could rip a hole in the universe. He's done it before. And in fairness, the universe did blow up. But we've got to know. Would he? Would anyone? Point six. To be fair, the universe did explode. Perhaps breaking the fixed point in time is what causes time to go crazy, giving us this series' threat to the entire universe, TM. And in much the same way that uh, the Doctor sacrificed himself to reboot the entire universe at the end of the last series in the Big Bang, but then was remembered back into existence by Amy using the power of the cracks and the Pandorica's restoration field, see what I mean about Technobabble, <laughs> then the Doctor was, despite having disappeared into the crack in time, was able to return. So perhaps we'll have some, let's just blow everything up, and the Doctor has to put it together again, or his companions have to put it together again. But somehow, in putting the timeline back in place, uh, they put it back in place so the Doctor isn't actually dead. Now, the likelihood of this seems to me to be uh, quite strong, because the trailer does seem to indicate that uh, something has gone badly wrong with time in uh, the final episode in The Wedding of River Song. And so, as as such... Could it be that trying to avert the Doctor's death is the very thing that has broken time and has caused Winston Churchill to be Caesar ruling from Buckingham Senate with his own personal woolly mammoth and Charles Dickens to be uh, talking on BBC Breakfast about his latest book and all of time happening at, at once? Again, the problem is uh, making this a satisfactory ending. There has to be uh, enough continuity between timelines so that it doesn't feel a cheat and while I found that the ending to uh, the Big Bang was quite satisfying I thought it did although it's quite fairy tale Amy remembering her seemingly imaginary friend back into existence it was set up uh, well in terms of the plot devices and technobabble the Pandorica and uh, the explosion, and so on. It, it actually did hold together. Not everyone agrees with that, and I can sort of see their point. I thought uh, it is is quite convoluted. So if Moffat goes for something similar again, I can see it causing similar mixed feelings depending on how well you think it ties everything together. 
Did you dance? Well, you always dance at weddings, don't you? You tell me. <laughs> Spoilers. The writing's all back, but I didn't peek. Thank you. Are you married, River? Are you asking? Yes. Yes. No, hang on. Did you think I was asking you to marry me or, or, or asking if you were married? Yes. No, but was that yes or yes? Yes. River. Who are you? You're going to find out very soon now. And I'm sorry. But that's when everything changes. Seventh, and finally, is the role of River Song. And here, the clue is in the title. The final episode is called The Wedding of River Song. And we've had hints both that River killed the Doctor and that River is married to the Doctor. Will these be confirmed? And it seems that with the final end of closing time and we see River in the spacesuit, uh, that she is indeed the one to strike him down. But could this all be a sneaky double bluff on the part of Stephen Moffat in the same way that the Pandora Copens ended um, with the Doctor trapped inside the Pandora but at the end of the pre-title sequence we find that Amy is in there. Uh, is there some big twist coming on? At the end of Doctor Who Confidential, Stephen Moffat was basically admitted that uh, River being the one in the spacesuit who killed the Doctor was the most likely op option, and you'd probably seen it all coming since Time of Angels. Now, often fans are looking for something a lot more complicated than what Doctor Who is actually doing and come up with all sorts of over-elaborate theories, but it does perhaps seem a little too neat and easy at the moment. And also our assumption that the River Song is going to marry the Doctor. Will that turn out to be the case? We'll have to wait and see. But in any case, it seems uh, inevitable that the outcome of uh, the Doctor's death will come down to River and to her choices and to her character. This series has very much been... Uh, the story arc has very much been centred around her in many ways and uncovering who she is, her timeline, that she's uh, Amy and Rory's daughter, that she was a weapon raised to kill the Doctor uh, and all these things. So it's just bringing all that uh, to a head. And it seems slightly that however exactly it plays out in terms of plot devices and uh, set up, it'll be the love of River Song for the Doctor that in the end saves him. Do you think there's not long to go now uh, but let us know your theories and in days time we'll know the outcome and we'll be able to judge for ourselves 
Now, I guess the bigger question is not just uh, how the doctor survives, but why? What's what's the point, both in terms of the motives of his enemies, the silence, what's going on with the question, uh, and also just in terms of what's what's being said through the story. What are the themes? What's the point? And we'll find out all of those things and have plenty more to discuss when we do our commentary in a day or two's time. So come back soon and join us as we celebrate, discuss and dissect the wedding of River Song. You've been listening to The Impossible Podcast. For more Doctor Who commentaries, plus other science fiction and fantasy reviews and discussions, please visit our website, impossiblepodcasts.blogspot.com or search for us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. Please follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or email us via impossiblepodcasts at gmail.com. Thanks for listening!